You're listening to Honest Participants Only, a Dream Days Experience podcast. On this week's episode, I've got Christine Innes. She is an entrepreneur, transition and lifestyle coach, speaker and trainer. On her website, it says that she's committed to helping you find your passion and joy in life. She also says to not be afraid to dream big and to become the person you want to be. She's the host of the Corporate Escapist TV show and podcast. And she's got an incredible, incredible story of how she went from being broken, broken, um, and from being in a toxic marriage to learning how to fall back in love with herself. She's now following her passion. Hi, Christine. Hi, Shay. Thank you so much for having me. No problem. How was that intro for you? Did that accurately describe who you are? Oh, it did. I'm sort of like getting a little starstruck. I'm like, I don't want to meet that person. (laughs) I do that too. I'm so the same. I'm like, on paper, I sound awesome. Yes. Oh no, honestly, I've been looking through your website and first of all, great design, love it to bits. Um, I love the fact that your face is the first thing you see. You have such bright eyes, you know, you just look like everything I've just described. So that's amazing. Oh, thank you. Um, Like, I'm very blessed. I have an amazing, talented girlfriend who did my website. So I'm, you know, I'm very fortunate in that aspect. But, um, you know, it's been, as you said, like quite a journey of, you know, my story and all of that. But uh, I like the window to your soul. So um, you can tell a lot about somebody by looking into their eyes. Yeah. Um, I'm going to ask you to say that but again. You know why? It just went dead silent and I really wanted oh, okay. to hear what you had to say. It wasn't your fault. I think it's the system. No, that's okay. That's yeah. okay. So um, I just straight after I said about the website, uh, after I said about the website, you said you've got an amazing um, girlfriend, you said, partner. I can't remember yes. what you said. But yeah, just yeah. tell me that bit again for me. Yep. Um, oh, so thank you so much. I've got a really amazing, talented girlfriend who um, designed my website for me. So I'm very blessed to have amazing friends in my life that's been able to support me as well. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, feel free to pass her details on. <laughs> I definitely will. I will. She is very talented, very, very talented. Excellent. So one of the first things I tend to ask people before we get kind of into your story, because one of the things I kind of, when we were doing our prep, we spoke about the fact that actually we just want this to be a chat, don't we? Rather than a formal kind of, you know, newscaster interview. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the con. I think I feel that the content you have to share would be better over coffee. So, <laughs> if anybody yes. wants to go and get their put the kettle on, get a cup of tea, get something, settle down because the girls are in the building and we're going to be chatting. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be so much fun. <laughs> Good. I can't wait. So, one of my typical questions is, what are the first three things people tend to notice about you? Um, they notice how happy I am. Um, I think that's probably one of the the most things, um, people just say, oh my God, I'm so drawn to you, um, with it. Um, I'm full of energy. Um, I'm, you know, I I can't sit still sometimes. So they they definitely (laughs) notice that. Um, but they also notice that there's sometimes like an instant connection with me. So, you know, you know, very warm and, you know, easily able to connect with and people feel like that they've known me for such a long time 
time when they instantly meet me. Um, so just having that sort of instant connection and all of that as well. That's, that's probably one of the, the three things that I get told um, after people meet me. Yeah. And and I, I'll be honest, guys, you have to go to our website. It's Christine hyphen Inez. And honestly, everything you're saying, you're in a completely different country to me. Um, I've yeah. never met you. We've had a brief chat before we've done this. We've been communicating via email. So I don't know you really, apart from to say everything you've just said makes complete sense looking at your photos. It's so oh, odd. Thank you. Thank you. No <laughs> that just warms my heart so much. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I don't give lip service. I'm not that person. I'll find, I, I won't be horrible. I'm not a horrible person. I'm definitely kind-hearted. And in fact, I get told off a lot for being way too sensitive. But I won't give lip service for the sake of it. I'll find a way to navigate around not having to tell a lie. So I, I genuinely mean that. <laughs> yeah, uh, like, as I said, that really, it means so much to me because I think, you know, um, you know, being authentic is really what I speak about. And I think, you know, when you can really show up and, you know, stand into your own power, um, you know, people really resonate with that and really can, you know, feel the heart centered and, you know, all those emotions that you're projecting out there as well. Yeah. Which brings me on to your story, actually. So when we were talking about what you could share, you told me that you have an incredible story of how you went from being broken, broken. Um, Can you tell me, can you start me off on that journey? Yeah, definitely. So in 2015, I was working in corporate, you know, I had an amazing job and everything from the outside looked absolutely perfect. You know, I had the marriage, I had a son, had the great job, but I really wasn't sort of lit up and inspired inside and really was quite numb. And in 2015, I got quite ill and realized that my marriage was not what it was. Um, It was quite a toxic marriage. And during that sort of, you know, next sort of eight to 12 months, I ended up having to, I left my marriage. I, you know, was broken because of, you know, all of the things that were starting to crumble around me. I had to stop work due to illness. And I ended up having to also file for bankruptcy as well because I was no longer working. And so all of those sort of things, those catalysts really sort of, you know, I was literally in fetal position, you know, crying, um, you know, thinking that my whole world had, you know, crumbled around me and not really knowing my purpose, not even really knowing who I actually was because I was so attached to my corporate identity um, and also so, you know, I guess sort of consumed by making sure that everything looked right but never doing any work on myself. Who were you before that then? So before the fetal position, before um, that kind of reckoning happened in your life, were you a content person who thought you knew who you were or...? I really, like, I actually thought I knew who I was. I thought I knew what I wanted in life. And, you know, I'd worked so hard, you know, um, getting my career in the corporate world. And, you know, I loved being a mum. And, you know, I thought that, I, I thought everything was right. And... I guess when you go through a major sort of shift in life that, you know, you start to reassess certain things. And one of the big things was, you know, really getting down to sort of peeling back the layers of who I was because I would say I would go to work and I would put my suit on, you know, I'd have my designer handbags, you know, and put your makeup on. And it literally was like a suit of armour for me because I was protecting 
myself from truly being seen and really sort of speaking my voice and showing up as my true authentic self. That's so interesting because the person you described when I asked you, I asked you what people tend to notice first about you sounds like millions of miles away from the corporate persona that you're describing. Yeah, it definitely was. Like, you know, um, I even, like in my son, even a couple of years ago, he goes, Mom, I don't even know who you are anymore. And I said, well, that's a good thing. I said, because I'm, you know, I'm obviously going through quite a lot and, you know, I was sort of really getting back to my true self, getting really back to really, I, you know, reconnecting with myself again and not um, having to worry or, you know, be so consumed with being this sort of people pleaser, this corporate girl and, you know, having to, I guess, you know, please everybody. I was literally, you know, going back to myself and going, well, what does Christine want? What does, what do I need? You know, and really putting myself first, which was quite a new concept. So before, before when you were in this corporate world, because I, 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 we're going kind of like down the timeline, just in terms of my mm. head and me putting your story together, was there a dream? The corporate you, was that the dream? Or actually, did you never have a dream? Or is the dream still being realised and you're just figuring it out? Was, where, did you think you had made whatever it was you dreamt of making in the past? I, I, yeah, I honestly thought that I had it. I honestly, like I'd worked very hard in my career. I was, you know, recognized and, you know, um, you know, I really wanted, you know, obviously to even keep going up the corporate ladder. But I guess also too, when I look back, it was sort of like, well, you know, it was sort of like that was expected of me. And when I say expected, it's sort of like, well, when you, you know, you come out of school, you go, well, what are you going to do? You have to go to work. You have to, you know, you have a career, you know, and then I became a mom, like, you know, all these sorts of things. Yeah. So it was letting go of the expectation of what other people had put on myself and really then starting to go, well, hang on a second. What do you actually want? What do you want to do? Absolutely. It's so interesting, isn't it? Because things like making money and the things that societally we put on ourselves as the things that denote achievement are also the things we tend to believe until there's some kind of trigger moment in our lives that happens and we go, hold on, I I don't care about that. (laughs) You know, I, yeah. Yeah, it really strips us back, strips back those layers because we do live in such a, you know, a social media world and, you know, we look at, you know, other people and we go, we want to aspire to be that or, you know, we want that particular lifestyle. But that's following somebody else's dreams. It's not actually going back and really connecting with ourselves and actually following what we want and that's really what I had to do. I had to dig deep to actually find out, well, if I was to stand alone, what are my desires? What is my passion? What are my beliefs? What are my values? And exclude everything else. So how long did that transition take you to realise in as much as from the first moment, I don't know if there was a particular trigger or not, but from the first moment it was like, you know what, Christine, this isn't working for you, to you taking action and doing something different. Yeah, it took a good two years to sort of go through. And I had a lot of sort of emotional wounds that I needed to really heal as well. Um, And then once I sort of go through it, I always say like, you know, when you do any sort of, 
you know, inner work or, you know, transformation or, you know, you're going through a journey, it's never ending. Um, so I feel like this is going to be a lifelong journey for me. Um, I'm always learning something new about myself every single day. However, it really took about sort of two years to um, obviously deal with going through the ending of the marriage and then, you know, really working out what I want to do. Um, so that was a good sort of two years worth of self-work. But I also had health issues that I needed to sort of work on as well to, you know, really be able to, I guess, sort of be myself as well. Yeah. And in that... Well, no, I was going to ask you about um, regrets in that period, but actually I want to save that question for a little bit later because I I want to continue to go through your story. So were you, in those two years, were you still doing the corporate thing or had you gone, started to go down the journey of entrepreneur, transition and lifestyle coach, speaker, trainer? At what point did that start to become, or was it when you were healthy within your own heart or healthier, should I say? Because like you say, it's a lifetime journey, isn't it? When yeah. you start to go, actually, I could do something with this, with everything I'm learning about me and learning about life, I can do something really important with it. Yeah, I was very fortunate that, you know, I've got great um, supportive family that really helped me um, during those sort of, you know, two years. And, um, you know, I took some time off to really just focus on myself and, you know, to do all the healing. But the funny thing was, is like I, everyone started to notice a change within me and people would you know, ask me, what are you doing? And I would, you know, tell them and, you know, let them know. And they're like, oh, you need to share that story. And that really was how I got into the the life coaching and, you know, really empowering women is by simply telling my story. And that then sort of sparked something inside of me thinking, oh, you know, and um, the wonderful universe works in mysterious ways. So um, I started seeing all of these things on Facebook and, you know, um, online about coaching. And um, that's really how I sort of worked out that this was going to really ignite me and um, by sharing my story to really help empower others because we need to let go of, you know, the stigma and all of the sort of negative stuff that we feel um, by sharing our story has about others because it really is empowering and it really allows you to step into your own power as well by owning your story and by taking that ownership, you sort of go, well, yes, this has happened, but it doesn't define me for what I'm actually going to do going forward in my life. Absolutely. That's so powerful. So we've touched on your story a little bit, but what, for my listeners, something that they may um, recognise or something that may resonate with them, what is your story? What is the deep, dark parts the parts that you're willing to share I'm not I'm not no (laughs) what is the thing that people who because you know when somebody's going through something most of us aren't going to share that but but we might hear something that we're like we know that thing we know that feeling we know that experience and ultimately at the end of this interview and at the end of all of my interviews I always come away having been changed by the people I listen to and it tends to be because of those moments in their lives their stories and the way they've turned them around so what are what is your story well for me it's about recognizing 
you know, certain signs and I didn't listen to them. And those signs were, you know, I was pretending to be somebody else. And a lot of the times that I would go to work, and as I said, I had my suit of armor on and, you know, I would, I guess, pretend to have everything together, but I knew that I didn't. And there was all these catalysts of all this stuff that happened that really allowed me to sort of, you know, and I'm very fortunate. Um, I always say that I'm very fortunate all of those things happened because they've gotten to me where I am. But if you go to work and you feel at the end of the day that you're extremely tired, um, you know, and you're not lit up, like every day, like I get out of bed now and I go, oh my God, I can't wait for the day to start. And it's because I get to actually do something that I love. And it's not about how much money you make or anything like that. It's because I get to actually make a difference in the world. And I never got to do that beforehand. And I would always come home thinking, I'm so tired. Why am I so tired? And a lot of the times is because of the fact that we don't show up as ourselves. And that means because we're putting on a different persona, we're having like dual personalities in a way. And that is very tiring. It's very inauthentic. And so my story really is about, you know, knowing who I am, knowing that I can show up every single day as myself and really be able to help make a difference in the world and really by sharing my story and by teaching others how to actually find themselves, find their passion and just live each day to the fullest every single day. You had me at we don't show up as ourselves. I love that. That is so profound. Um, I, I, I think it's the thing that is going to really resonate with people because there are many ways to say things. There are many ways to express a feeling but knowing you just know don't you when you're not yourself you know when you're not showing up showing up as yourself and when this thing isn't for me but there's I have no power to change it or to do something different or to I have no desire or I have bills to pay or I am held hostage by my bills or whatever it is but Mm. the showing up as ourselves even with those pressures, even with the bills to pay, if we show up and authentically kind of live our own truths, I can imagine that even not wanting to get up and go into the office where where you hate something can be made that little bit easier just by showing up as ourselves. I mean, I could have taken that somewhere really deep that you didn't mean, but I honestly, I love it so much. No, no. It's it's probably one of the the things that people... um, And I I use it in the corporate world a lot because I'm really passionate about women, regardless of whether you want to leave the corporate world or whether or not you want to stay in there. But we have this um, amazing power as being women and we need to be able to learn to be vulnerable. We need to be able to show up and be ourselves and, you know, use and actually stand in our powers And a lot of people don't understand that we have these immense superpowers within ourselves. And sometimes we just need somebody else to help us bring those out to us. And if you can show up authentically and, you know, own it, it does make every day that little bit easier because you're not having to put on a different persona. And I, I always go, imagine being an actress every single day and showing up and having to pretend to be somebody else. And then you literally come out of your costume and you have to go home. That's what it's like when you don't show up authentically. 
Yeah. So I wrote a book called Sunny Days, which is about finding and finding and maintaining your own sun. And the, the premise of the book is all about giving yourself permission to do what you need to do for you when the time is right for you. And that kind of just goes so hand in hand with that kind of just owning that feeling and giving yourself permission to be you in the space that isn't necessarily yours. So the corporate world isn't necessarily for any of us. It is a whole bunch of people who make up this environment. But actually, if you can go in there with everything that society says you have to be in that space and you can make a difference as I believe you were probably doing, because I'm going to go on in just a second to talk about the corporate escapist. Um, you know, it, 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 may not make a difference in every single person's life life you touch but it will definitely make a difference to yours right yeah absolutely and when you you start changing yourselves and really start you know stepping into your power and really owning who you are when you do that your outside world changes because you project out your true self and you really start attracting you know incredible people because they can actually see you know, that's who you are and you get rid of, I guess, the toxic people in your life as well because you're knowing what you want, what you stand for and you're starting to use your own voice as well. Absolutely. So speaking of all of that, um, what made you, I mean, it's kind of obvious, what made you go towards the corporate world because that was your experience and that's where you're obviously an expert. But tell me about when you started the Corporate Escapist TV show and podcast. Um, well, that started um, this year and um, I was working with an amazing coach and you know, she said, you know, you've got so much, so many stories and I'm sure that there's lots of people who have, you know, decided that they wanted to follow the passion life. And I said, oh, okay, no worries. And, you know, I, I guess I, um, I don't want to say I didn't take it too seriously, but I just thought, oh, well, maybe this is just my story and there's not too many people about it. Um, I put a post up on Facebook and so many people commented and I thought, okay, well, there's so much here that people need to share. And it really is about just following your passion. And, you know, that could still be in the corporate world, but you're doing what really lights you up. And that's what it's all about is just, you know, interviewing everyday people who have left either the corporate world and actually started to follow the passion. I had one gentleman who was a corporate scientist and now he runs um, retreats, you know, in Costa Rica. I'm thinking that's just like so different, you know, levels, you know, but it's incredible because like we all have these, you know, moments, you know, draw the line in the sand sort of moments that make us stand up and realise that, you know, there's so much more to life and we should be following our passion. So how do you tend to find the people who need you or do they find you? Um, it's a little bit of both, I guess, because um, I'm all over social media. Um, so I guess, you know, via social media, people sort of see me and they recognise, you know, something within themselves and they reach out to it. Um, but i you know, being quite fortunate that I've started to do some, you know, speaking um, engagements and that as well to really share my story and, you know, get the message out there to really help people sort of, you know, 
take a, a, a breath sometimes. I think sometimes that's the biggest things that we need to do is just take a deep breath and just go, okay, I need to just lean into this and start to feel that all the emotions and all of that that are coming up and, you know, maybe something might trigger within them. They'll, you know, they might recognise something and it's sort of planting the little seed inside of them. Yeah. What I really love about the concept and everything you're doing is the fact that you're talking about, you're, you're kind of promoting the idea of escaping that kind of rat race, whereas you have yeah. so many training courses, so many people doing public speaking courses or whatever on how to be more powerful in the corporate world. So, you know, standing chest width apart and all of those kind of things that kind of just help you to be not yourself you know yeah. whereas this is kind of like helping you to embrace the you that is going to make you happy yeah and that's what it's all really about like you hit the nail on the head because the, the fact is is that you know it really is all about you and it's not about coming from an ego sort of perspective it's more about you sort of following your pathway in life and you know a lot of the times that we get so caught up like I said in social media or you know even expectations that we have you know or we think that are put on us especially you know from family or you know friends you know all that sort of stuff but the fact is is that it's your life and it's about us taking back control and actually finding what lights us up because life is way too short you know we don't have an infinite amount of time and it's about actually just living every day to the absolute fullest. And, you know, if that is you planting trees because you love working in nature, go out and do it, Um, you know, and when you do that, you get so much more reward because you're lit up, you're inspired, you know, you'll start noticing your health changes, you start noticing your mindset changes, but there's so many different benefits from it that is not talked about. Yeah. It's just, you know, um, I'm on your website at the moment and I... There's something you say on here. I'm going to read. So please uh, forgive me because you already know this stuff, but my listeners won't. <laughs> Are you still there? Yeah, go for it. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, that's okay. That's okay. I was just listening. <laughs> oh, no. I just, I just, I could just do that myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. <laughs> so, I'm like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> you, you have a page on your website, which is Let Me Introduce Myself, which again, the design is right up my street. But anyway, I, I digress. You say, I know firsthand the feeling of being a hot mess when you're at a crossroad in your life. Before I was a transition and lifestyle coach, there was a corporate girl. The people pleaser and yes girl, always saying yes, desperate for other people's approval. This is the bit. This is the bit I want you to get to. Scared to be herself no matter how many times she would look in the mirror and say, you've got this. That is that is something that really resonated with me when I read it because we do that. In fact, coaches teach us to do that. We're, we're taught words of affirmation. We're taught, uh, you know, well, if you say in our speaking to the ether, you'll do it, you know, all of these kind of things. And those kind of mantras have never worked for me. The, right, you've got this, Shay, let's go. It's never really sunken right down deep into my core. So when you said that, it really resonated. And I'm sure there are loads of listeners for whom that will resonate as well. Was there a trigger? Was there a moment? 
when you went from saying you've got this and not really believing it to saying you've got this and it coming from your absolute, you know, the deepest place in your gut? Yeah, no, definitely. And it's really just happened, I guess, this year. Um, You know, as I said, you know, personal growth is never ending and, you know, I'm always doing growth every single day. But as I've started sharing my story more and, you know, obviously with having the, you know, the web TV show and the podcast as well, and I get to speak more of my truth and it is all about um, just, owning it and when I've started to do that and it's it's just very natural now I don't stop and overthink anything and I get this tingling feeling sometimes and I'm like going everything's all coming together Christine like you've got it like you you know that it's all happening and it's not by seeking external validations it's me actually validating myself now and that is like probably one of the biggest things that I don't need other people's validations anymore that I can validate myself and I can go you're doing such an amazing job or you could have done better on this but you know you've learned from it and I think when we can get to that place that is when you make the massive shifts and changes in your life yeah and you're not you're not lying to yourself until you believe it you're actually saying what you believe Yes, definitely. And you speak your truth. And a lot of, I I could even say four years ago, I'd be like going, oh, this is just such, you know, left field. Didn't even know about certain like woo-woo stuff, like, you know, all these sort of things. And I'll be like, oh my God, this girl is off the planet, you know, but (laughs) when I now live and breathe it and I can see the changes within myself and other people can start seeing it. And it's really about, you know, owning yourself and knowing who you are now and really, I guess, loving yourself because if you don't know who you are and if you don't love yourself, nobody else can do it for you. So on your website, I can see that you've got Goddess Gathering and um, Empower Her, right? Um, No, Empower Her, sorry. Um, It's because it's so cleverly written. Guys, again, go on the (laughs) website. The H is a capital. It's very clever. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but you know are you do you exclusively work with women I do mainly work with women there has been a couple of you know men that I work with um but I have such a passion of working with women because we have these you know beautiful gifts that we need to obviously get onto the world and I resonate a lot more I guess with my story um a lot more of getting more in touch I guess with your femininity and um you know especially for women who want to you know escape the corporate world and a lot of the times it's because you know we've been I guess, trapped in like a man's world, I guess you could sort of say. Um, But yeah, I I mean, I work with men and women, but I guess primarily my clientele is women. Yeah. Um, You've got download my, and it sounds like I'm just reading through your website. Guys, (laughs) I really did my my deep dive, I promise. But her website is really great. And I've looked at some websites. (laughs) They're not like this. So um, you've got this, area where you it, can, it says you can download free 30 journal prompts to live your best life what would be the purpose of download downloading these journal prompts 
Uh, journaling is something that really sort of changed my life and it really is about sort of getting your thoughts out of your head onto pen and paper. So I've got these 30 prompts that you can do then obviously for a whole month and they're just prompts to get you thinking about different aspects of your life. And a lot of the times that we just sometimes need these prompts to be able to go, oh my God, I never thought that I really loved doing that or this is an area that I think is sort of maybe not being fulfilled enough in my life. And that could be your health. It could be, you know, your family, it could be your career. Um, And it's just really prompting you to sort of dive deep a little bit more and letting go of those emotions and, you know, the thoughts and feelings that you've got and letting them go. I know that this is all well and good. Everything we're saying is all well and good. If you are ready, if you are ready to, make that change, take that step, do whatever. But for those who may not be ready or may be scared or who think it's too hard, what might you say to them? I totally get it Um, because putting yourself first and recognising your worthiness is one of the biggest things that we could ever do. And a lot of the times, you know, as when we, you know, as women, you know, we become mums, you know, we become partners, you know, we have work. So we have all these other priorities in life, but we always get put down the bottom of the list. And my advice is that, you know, if we go back as when we're on the airplane, it says, you know, put your oxygen mark on mask on first before you help others and we really need to be able to take that concept and apply that in life because if you think of you know a building a foundation you need to be solid first before you can help or build anybody else up so just to really recognize how worthy you are and just know that it's a lifelong sort of commitment that you're making to yourself and it's okay to take little baby steps. You don't have to take a big giant leap sometimes. It is those little baby steps because there's a saying that says, you know, um, easy come, easy go. So if you think it's easy, it's going to just go straight out of your life very quickly. So the hard work that you do on yourself is going to last forever. Wow. I love that. Absolutely love that. Um, is there anything that I can do right now that any of us can do right now to start aiding our personal development, confidence, self-esteem and anything else that will start us on the right path for self-actualization or, you know, whatever it is that's going to be taking us to the place we need to be? Oh, definitely. The, the biggest thing that really changed my life is practicing gratitude because a lot of the times that we sort of go into and we look at what we don't have. So we go into this sort of scarcity or lack of mode and we go, oh, I don't have enough money. I don't have enough food. I don't have, you know, the career I want. I don't have the car or the house I want. But if we can change that around and start actually practicing gratitude for what we have, and I do gratitude writing every single day so I will write 10 things that I'm grateful for and when I had absolutely nothing and I was literally sleeping on my parents couch and I thought no 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 like I need to be grateful for this and 
even today, I will say one of my gratitude things is I am so grateful to have a hot shower because it's actually my favorite way to start the day. You know, I feel, you know, you cleanse yourself, like you, it's your time. Um, I get to clear my mind. So if you can practice gratitude every single day, and if you start off with just three things and then you can slowly increase it, you go back and focus on what you are grateful for now. And then you start, you know, bringing more of that into your life because you realize that you do have so much more and you forget about the lack of things that you're, you know, you're worried about, which you can't really control a lot of the times, but we need to focus on what we do have and what we're grateful for. Thank you so much. I, I just love that. I love what you're doing. I love what you, where you've been, even though that can sometimes be a tough thing to hear because, but I think you will understand that I'm not saying, oh, I'm so glad you've been through a tough time. I believe that because you're doing so much with it, you may not have been on this journey had you not gone down the road you were on before. And I believe that you're helping so many people and that you will continue to. And I'm so glad to be aware of you now, you know, it's so important. And like you say, for the, especially for the women out there who are in this corporate world, who are struggling to be themselves. I thank you, Christine, for what you're doing. We're oh, going to move so on. Much. No, no problem. We're going to move on to a quick fire round now. I don't know why I call it quick fire because it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to say your answers really, really quickly or that they're just one word. But I will continue to call it quick fire because that's what I've always called it. <laughs> okay, sounds good. <laughs> yeah, feel free to just answer as and how and whatever you want. So yeah. I'm going to muddle it up a bit actually because I don't want to ask the same order that I've always asked. So, favourite food? Italian. Oh, any particular thing in the Italian? Spaghetti bolognese. I don't know why, but it's like my absolute favourite. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. Milkshakes, vanilla or banana? Oh, banana. Do you know what? I'm so glad. I think you're the first person who's ever said that on the show. And oh, really? <laughs> yes. I don't like yes. actual bananas because of the consistency, but banana flavour all day, every day. Yeah. yeah, and I love it. Do you know what ASMR is? No. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so no one seems to know. ASMR stands for Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response. You will know what it is, but you may not know what it's called. So, you know, um, at the moment in the world, there are all these videos on YouTube, people whispering, people folding, tapping, doing all sorts of... I mean, there are some who do eating videos, which just drives oh, me yes. insane. But, yeah, this is ASMR because it, it... You know, when you were in school as a child and the teacher would lean over to talk to you but they didn't want to interrupt the rest of the class and so they'd speak in a really low voice and it gave you that feeling of wanting to go to sleep yes that's asmr <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> yeah, you're experiencing asmr it's only, been, it's only been kind of there's been a name for it in say the last 10 years but generally it's always existed and I like to ask people that question because for me, as part of my story, ASMR was a huge part of that. As an internal, uh, eternal insomniac and other stuff, I, um, I really depended on that kind of relaxation and that kind of thing. So I always like to ask people and most of the time the answer is no. So yeah, thanks for that. That's okay. <laughs> iPhone or Android? iPhone. Okay. Um, what do you want? 
what do I want? I, for me personally, it is me about empowering women all around the world to be their true selves. It's my passion. It's, I feel like that's what I'm here to do um, in this lifetime. Excellent. What do you need? What do I need? Um, I don't, I feel like I have everything that I, I, I need in life. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I'm not needing anything. Um, I, I guess more love, more love. Nobody can have enough love. Oh, I love that. What's your most memorable vacation memory? Oh, um, when we were children, we hired a houseboat um, and I just remember we got stuck on a sandbar. So it was like having our own little private island. Um, and it, to this day, it's one of the most, you know, incredible memories that I have as a holiday. I love that. It's probably the kind of holiday where your parents would be so terrified. They're like, we're never going to survive this. And the kids yeah. are the most fun. <laughs> yeah. Like we literally had this private little island, you know, and it was just, it was just incredible. And yeah, we like to this day, it's the one thing that always stands out. And we always talk about it. Oh, that's amazing. Okay. This one's a little bit more controversial. Describe your first crush. Oh, I married my first crush. Um, <laughs> it was in high school. We are no longer together, um, but that is my son's father. But, um, yeah, so, um, yeah, we were high school sweethearts. And, yeah, so. <laughs> That's amazing. I love that. Do you have any bad habits? Oh, chocolate is my... Um, is my weakness. I have a secret love affair with chocolate. So I will eat it for breakfast if I can. That is my bad habit. Wow. I, I mean, to me, that's not a bad habit, but okay, I get it. <laughs> I have the same one. So yeah. <laughs> okay. Four more. What are your favorite values in friends? Loyalty is um, loyalty, trust, and speaking your truth. They are the my core foundations for any relationship that I have. Yeah. What is one thing you wish people knew about you? Mm-hmm. Um, good question. Let's know about me. Um, I'm very, I can be quite quirky sometimes. So I think sometimes when I say a funny joke, people are a little bit like, oh, you know, you, you have to joke. Like, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm not like all, you know, I'm not a, a serious sort of person, but, you know, I love, you know, having a joke. I love people telling me jokes. I love laughing. That's, yeah, one of the biggest things. Excellent. Two more. Your worst, finish these two sentences. Your worst days consist of? <sighs> My worst days, um, when I lack my motivation and I let the mean girl voice in my head overtake sometimes, they're my worst two days. Um, so we all have our own little self inner critic and if I listen to that too much. Yeah. And your best days consist of? Uh, my best days are when I stick to my routine. 
so when I get up, I work out, I do my meditation journaling and I actually stick to my routine. They are my best days. I'm so much more productive. I feel um, that, you know, you, you just feel more alive when I stick to my, my actual routine. Yeah. Okay. We're getting to the close. Before we wrap up, though, there is my favourite section of this podcast and it's called Letter to Yourself. So. The instructions are simple. You're writing a letter to either your future or your past self. I would love you to tell me what it says. Start your letter, dear Christine, and sign off however you would sign off. But that's literally it. Those are your instructions. Okay. Beautiful. So I will write to my past self and it will be, dear Christine, you are a kind, beautiful, empathetic, loving soul. You don't know your true gifts. You don't understand your worth. You don't understand your true beauty. And your beauty comes from within. It is not all about the external beauty that you constantly seek to achieve. You need to learn to love more of yourself. You need to accept yourself. You need to allow yourself to grow into the beautiful woman that I know that you will become. You need to be kinder to yourself and you also need to learn to love every aspect of yourself. Be kind, my dear, be kind to yourself, be kind to others and remember that you have these incredible gifts that you are ready to give to the world. The love and light to you, your future self. I love that. Oh my <laughs> Do you know what people struggle with it so much, but you knew what to say. It's like I've done a lot of work on that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and just yeah. so just so the listeners know, I mean I do say this often, but I don't tend to tell people what's coming up because I really do want it to be off the cuff. I think it's most empowering yeah. and most emotional when it comes straight from your heart. And that was just yeah. amazing. Oh, thank you. No, it's, um, you know, as I said, part of doing your inner work is really about forgiving yourself and a lot of the times that we need to learn to forgive ourselves to order to, you know, move forward and to really embrace what's to come. Yeah. Okay. So in wrapping up, do you have any shout-outs? Shout-outs. Um, well, come and follow me. Um, you can follow me on Facebook and you can also follow me on Instagram. So I also have my personal page, which is Christine Innes, or you can follow the Corporate Escapist TV show. But grab the free download at www.christine-innes.com and, you know, start from there because, you know, personal development is, a you know, such a lifelong commitment. So there's so much free resources out there. Um, and I'm almost happy for people just to have a chat, you know, if they need some help and support um you know I feel like you know my door's always open for people yeah there's um just in case there's anything on your site or in your personal life or anything that I haven't touched on is there anything else you want to share with our listeners um I guess the biggest thing is, is that, you know, just be kinder to yourself. I think that's it. If I could spread that message across the world, that would really be it. Um, You know, as much as I am a a business person, but, you know, it is all about us being kinder to ourselves and the more that we can love and accept ourselves, I think it will make the world such a better place. Thank you so much for being on the show. I appreciate what you're doing and I appreciate you being here. 
Oh, my absolute pleasure. And thank you so much for giving me this amazing opportunity to really, you know, share my message with the world. This has been a Dream Days Experience production.